Queen's Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say queens rule, but they don't. Queens lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. They're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Queen's Lead Podcast. Today, I am so excited to have Carrie Wynn here as a part of our May series on highlighting women of Asian and Pacific Islander heritage. Welcome, Carrie, to the show. Hello, Amy, and hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me today, Amy. It's such we are my, really my honor to be here today. We're really happy to have you. So tell us about Carrie and who you are. Okay, uh, so hello everyone again. My name is Karen Nguyen and um, I'm actually a uh, managing partner at KN Capital Partners. Um, me and my husband, we, um, you know, like we opened our own business. Um, it's been almost three years now um, and we are a uh, real estate investment firm uh, local here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and we're focusing on, you know, like helping investors in uh, like starting invest into a multifamily apartment complex. Nice. That's a huge push. Real estate's where <laughs> it's at right now. So you guys are in the mix of it and Oklahoma is growing so quickly. Yes, it is. Um, so I actually moved here in America um, after I graduate college, uh, actually uh, after I graduate high school in Vietnam. Okay. So I have been in Oklahoma since 2015 um, and I love Oklahoma. You know, I just feel that like this is just a great state to live and, you know, to start a family, to start a business. And Definitely. I love it. Well, since we are highlighting Asian women this month, tell us about your pilgrimage from Vietnam to America and what started that? What was it like? We want to know your story. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, you know, like, like I said, after graduate high school, you know, um, I was thinking my parents love us to like go abroad, you know, study in a new uh, environment, like different education um, platform compared to Vietnam. So um, I was actually thinking between like France, like Europe or like America. Yeah. And it's very funny because actually my second language is actually French. I has been like learning French like forever. Oh, wow. And, yes. And not until like going to high school, that's when I start like, you know, start learning like English. But then I think it's just like destiny or fate or something that, you know, I definitely just like, like finally decide to go to America. And it was just like such a great uh, experience for me because that is when I, um, of course, like met my husband here too, you know, the love of, your, of my life. Yeah. And then uh, also, you know, I'd be able to actually know more people uh, learn to a new culture and um, such a great experience for me. Cause you know, like back then from 2015 until now, I see myself change a lot. Um, yeah. Be more open-minded, you know, like, because sometimes when you look at like Asian culture, uh, we kind of, you know, I, I, I tend to see that like, uh, we not as open-minded as you really? know, Western culture. Yeah. And I'm really? very okay. grateful to be able to be here, you know, um, and then just have, you know, and, and I just feel like I'm being more independent. 
here. Nice. Did you yeah. come by yourself for college? Uh, so I actually have my sister here before. Okay. Um, so uh, whenever we, and then the funny is um, when she here in Oklahoma, she's saying that like, okay, don't come to me. Don't come to me. Just go some other state so you can learn more. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. I'll try out like I'll, I'll try out like I was actually living in Chicago for like the first couple months. Really? I, yes. And I was just like, somehow it's just not fit for me. Uh, it's just too crowded for me. So yeah. I was my sister, I was like, it's just uh too crowded for me. Uh I think I was just gonna ha- go ahead and try Oklahoma. And from that on, we stay here. And wow. just, even my sister, like she moved. Uh, to different state, like after college, still move back to Oklahoma. So really, that's yeah. funny. Okay, that's that makes me really proud to be an Okie. <laughs> oh, no, no, People love like, it here. Yeah, yeah. I feel like all the state is just great to like go travel if you want to live, you know, and ha- like met with like such great people. Oklahoma is like the best state. Mm-hmm. So your parents really encouraged you to travel or go somewhere else other than despite their, you're saying that's a little more closed-minded, but they were open to you going so far away from them. Are they still there in Vietnam? Yes, they're still there in Vietnam. And uh, I have to say thank you to my dad because he always, always reminds us that like, no matter what people said to you, you can do everything as a woman. So don't don't ever think that, okay, because like, you know, we are a woman, we cannot do something. We always have to, you be able to, you know, become a, enjoy a woman life, being a mother, being, you know, like like a wife, anything, but you can do so, like so much more in your business life too. Wow. Were your, were your parents business owners? Or did so, you have a, some kind of example in your life that led you to this, to the path you're on now? Yes. So actually my parents, like they both doctor in Vietnam. So medical background. Okay. So they also lead me to medical background. <laughs> I actually have a, uh, uh, my bachelor was in healthcare administration. And really? Work, yeah. And like, you know, like medical um, assistant too. Um, but then my parents also doing real estate on the side. And I can see that even though like, you know, like my dad was the one who, you know, like always, you know, um, kind of like, you know, like make the big decision, but I can mm-hmm. see my mom was the one who running all the background on the side. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the front man and she's the one, she's the back, the yes. guy in the back, like calling all the shots, right? Yes, yes. And I can see that like, because of her, that is why their business is, um, you know, like successful in Vietnam. And I can mm-hmm. see the importance of that. I feel like, you know, like the equally between a uh, woman and a uh, man is that like each of uh, the gender have their own, I, I should not say the gender, but I think it's just like each person have their own like strength. So um, yeah. I'm just grateful that I have my husband as my business partner too. So we'd be able to learn from each other and respect in each other, you know, of course, in like regular, like normal life and also in business life. Yeah. Now, do you get like, my husband and I are also business partners and people are like all the time, like, how do you do that? And I'm like, for us, it works great. Tell us about what that dynamic has been like for you two. And also I want to know how, I know you, you said you met in college. I want to hear the story of how you met. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, like, I feel like uh, I, and I have the same question. Some people always said to me, like, how can you guys work together? 
Yeah, it's, uh, I feel like at first uh, we didn't realize like, you know, like the uh, boundary between business life and normal life. So of course, at first we kind of like came to each other. We just kind of like mixing up, you know, personal life and business life. I just keep saying that like, okay, why are you doing that? And then my husband will always say, but that is like in personal life. Why you, why when we talk about business, you bringing personal issue in here? <laughs> you know, like, uh, but after a while, we just realized that, okay, you have to set the boundary. When you talk about business, just about business, whatever happened outside, then is not going to relate anything. Yeah. And then- we uh we realized one thing that I'm good at my line and he's good at his line. So we won't cross. So yeah. if I'm saying, okay, I got it. And then I think I'm good at this, like this stuff, then don't, don't ever cross your line and tell me what to do. And yeah. I think it's great. Like from the moment that we realize that, okay, nobody going to cross the line, then I feel like the business, um, like like that was such a completely like you know change of the game for us like for sure I really feel like too like just this last year Joseph mm-hmm. and I have kind of switched seats in our business of what we were doing because when we first started I just knew he was going to be like my salesperson he was a lot more comfortable with people and and talking with people and I've learned actually he is way better at project management because of his background. And yeah. I'm actually way better with people and talking, which is all sales is, is getting to know people and helping them solve their problems. Right. So once we switch those seats and now we're, like you said, we're staying in our lane, yeah. things are just happening. Like it's so much smoother than ever before when we're in our lane and not crossing over those lanes. Like you said, yeah. it's yeah. just happens and it works that way. Yes, and I have to agree about that. Uh, whenever you walk into the business, even though you know at first you thought that you're gonna be so good at something, right? Actually, doing that, you just realize that okay, you like maybe my life should be your yeah. life, right? Yeah, let's just do some musical chairs here and see if things work better this way. And they did. It was yes. mind blowing. Yes. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. And uh, to answer the question about, like, you know, how we met uh, in yes. um it's actually a very funny story. Um, so we, we kind of like know each other because, you know, like we, we go into like the same international student association, you know, okay. uh-huh. and connection. And then Is he we also have, Vietnamese. Yes, he actually, okay. too, but okay. he moved me like when he was like 12. Okay. So, like, way more than me. So, you know, we kind of like know each other and have like, you know, each other contact, but we never actually, you know, start talking uh, until one day, um, like he just like DM me on Facebook, like Messenger. And he literally, you know, start talking so nice, asking me about how my day going and even start flirting with me. And And to be honest, at that point, I was like, okay, I kind of like him already. So I was like, okay, I keep talking. And then- yeah, and I feel like, oh man, this guy definitely into me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Feeling myself. Okay. I know, right? And then at the end of the day, he started asking to borrow me money. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is what? so freaking weird. And I was just realized that, okay, like his Facebook definitely got hacked. And that's when oh, I started no. like, Yeah, I started texting him and he was like, Oh man, I didn't know that. And he didn't know that his Facebook got hacked until I text him. 
So some hacker is flirting with you on his behalf. Yes. They hacked his Facebook. Yes, right. <laughs> That's so but, funny. Yeah. And after that, you know, like, I mean, the like uh, after that, we just start uh, like talking and start dating from that. So his friend always say, okay, on your wedding, you have to say thank you to the hacker. That's right. Thank you, Facebook right? hacker, for bringing us together. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> we should actually pay him for that. Right. What a great story. I love that. And how do you not ask you for money? I know. It's, it's you may have never known. Yeah. Now, did you ever give him any money? No, no. I'm, I'm like, see, woman, you, you need to be independent. So we that's right. Like, get into that trap, right? That's so funny. Oh my gosh. So, you said your degrees in healthcare administration. I'm also I'm a registered nurse in my former life too. So it's so fun. Oh. I keep seeing all these folks from healthcare jumping and going to other industries and kind yeah. of mixing up their knowledge. Um, mm. Did you ever go into any type of work with that degree or did you go straight into investments? No, so actually like after graduate, I did uh, work for a doctor office. And then like I tried it, I think like uh, more than a year or two and then just feel like it's not fit for me. You can realize yeah. it right away um, when you work in the um you know, in the system that you just feel like, okay, it's not fit for you and you want to do something more than that. So uh, we uh, make a decision for me to just like, I quit my job uh, and then I'll just uh, go and start do, like, you know, full force into our business. And that's just when we realize that is, okay, um, that is what I really enjoy to do is my passion is. So uh, from that on, you know, like we've been, we, we've been just such happy. I'm, I'm such happy a happy person after that decision it's true that's awesome yeah when you finally get in the place you're supposed to be things yeah. just seem to go a little bit easier don't they yes yeah it is and I'm telling you um you know at first it was hard it was such a hard decision because you know uh we having our w-2 job you know have a such a like stable income I'm not yes. saying a high income but it's such <laughs> one and right. when you actually quit it at first you know like you lost that income like that stable income for sure and we mm -hmm. uh, you know we just like you know what let's just take that chance you know I'll be happy doing my job even though it's maybe not as stable as the job that I have before but that is what I love to do and it's actually somehow it's worked out and um, I'm happy with that decision that's good I'm so glad you were able to make it sooner than later I know, I know. And I, I'm really glad because right now a lot of, of my, uh, like a lot of my friends, you know, they also find, you know, themselves be like blooming into a different um, area instead of yeah. like working their W-2 jobs for sure. Mm -hmm. Now you said that when you were in college, you were a part of some of the international student groups. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like to move from Vietnam to America and like was it a complete culture shock? Did you experience like legitimate racism or how did you deal with the, 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 you know, the challenge of moving from a completely different country, essentially all alone? Yes. Um, I feel like, you know, um, when I, I think the first three months was like shocking. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things uh, from the food to, you know, like the way that you're talking is just like different in all area. I yeah. feel so, you know, like, um, just for example, um, let's just say how you talk to the teacher here 
and in Vietnam. So in mm-hmm. Vietnam, my teacher is kind of like your parents. Sometimes it's more like you have to be like super polite. There's some word that you cannot say to the teacher. And um, and then we all have to wear a uniform to go to school. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. But over here, I feel like it's just so easy. Like it's easier for you to talk to the teacher. The teacher becomes okay. your true friend. Like you can become friend with your teacher talking and actually you'll be able to discuss about a matter, um, like a fact or, or something with them. Back mm-hmm. in some, like if they say, okay, that is round, it's mean round. But over here you can be able, no, I don't think it's round. I think it's like rectangle, like and discuss it. Okay. Yeah. So gotcha. I feel yeah. So when I first go to college, I just feel so weird because I was sitting there, you know, like super shy and like I just wait. I have a question, but I just wait like whenever they say, okay, it's now your turn to raise your hand and ask question. But the teacher didn't say that. And my friend sit next to me, he was just like this, sir, I have a question. Like, uh, how about this, about that? And I was like, dude, why you do that? Like, he interrupted you- the teacher. <laughs> like, yeah. Ah, okay. But then the teacher was just so chill and just such so nice and started discussing in the class. Wow. Yeah. Okay. One of the things that I really do love here that you'll be able to speak up and you'll be able to like, you know, express your feeling, express your opinion. So I, I love wow. that. I really do. I think um, that's something that we probably take for granted here yeah, big time. Is, I don't think is. I had no idea that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And even the food is different um, over there. Um, everything, I think it's kind of like, uh, like opposite, like America and Vietnam. So in Vietnam, like if you go buy like vegetable and stuff, it's like super cheap. Mm-hmm. and like so expensive but over here I think it's kind of like vice versa <laughs> about that but um yeah and then uh, but uh for the first three months of course a lot of things that I need to learn and a lot of things that I need to adapt um and of course you know when you talk about like uh racism um I feel like everywhere having that even in mm-hmm. Vietnam you know yeah because uh, we have so many ethnicity in Vietnam and it's always some, because people are different from people. So mm-hmm. when I come over here, of course, you know, when I first come, my accent and, you know, everything, when you come in um, to like a place to even buy food or everything, people look at you as a different uh, person. Uh, maybe they're not seeing you as a different race, but it's just because you have the accent and you're just like different than regular people that they meet, um, you know, like, like in regular life so mm-hmm. it's just kind of like treating you in a different way so mm-hmm. they look at me as I'm an Asian sometimes they just um, assume that okay I'm I'm not going to be good at English I actually have some people like some person that actually talk bad about me like right in front of me and then they're just saying like oh my god like she's probably not going to understand what I'm talking about oh my god I know what I know. Yeah, but I mean, that is just like minimal person that I met in life. Um, yeah. Whenever I moved here since like since 2015, I meet like I met so many good people that I have so many good connection more than, you know, just like a little bit of 
issue. Some people just saying like mean things to you. So I'm grateful. I'm just very grateful that I be able to be here today. You know, like me and you, like I'm, I'm just so grateful today that I be able to sit with you, talk about myself and talk about my experience. So I feel like, you know, everywhere you will, even if I live in Vietnam, some people will be mean to me, you know, about mm-hmm. my experience. Okay. Everything. So I feel mm-hmm. that's fine. And I feel like it's just life, you know. Someday you will have good time and someday you have bad time, but it's just about your mindset to think of that, you know, just always trying to be positive. Man, I love that. That's powerful. That, that actually gave me chills. That's so good. I and mean, I'm so grateful that you had, you know, as as good of an experience as you could yeah. have, most likely, you know, and and very different than some of the other guests that I've spoken to. So I'm just really grateful that you didn't have to go through too much trauma to come and assimilate here in Oklahoma. Yes, yes. <laughs> Most like of said, the people like... <laughs> are pretty good. You know, I think that the the experiences are so magnified when they happen once or twice, but we don't take into consideration the hundreds of other times that things went really well and people were just genuinely good to us. That's right. That's right. And I just feel like, you know, because you, you also have to appreciate though bad time and bad day so that you can see that, oh my God, like tomorrow is such a, will be a better day. So you appreciate more about your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Because if you always have like good moment, you'll be like, oh, it's it's kind of be boring. I'm telling you. Right? It's too easy. When there's no struggle, nothing great ever happens, right? We don't grow for sure. So tell me what you love about about the Vietnamese culture and about the Asian culture. And are you involved here in Oklahoma City with the Asian Chamber or any of the um, the markets or anything that are going that's going on in the district? Yes, and I love and uh, very proud, you know, that, you know, like I be able to, you know, born in a beautiful country. Uh, we have great people uh, over there too. And I'm so glad that my parents are still very enjoy their life there in the country. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I love about Asian culture is that we definitely like hardworking. We we actually love to work and we believe that uh, if you work hard, you will deserve, you mm-hmm. know, like the effort whenever you're putting in something. So because of, you know, follow into that culture, I feel like we're putting, you know, our full force into our business and mm-hmm. we won't give up easy. So I, I, and then I'm proud to be an Asian woman, you know, um, that I'll be able to, you know, um, my mom always teach me that, okay, you always, um, you know, um, respect your husband, respect, you know, like your marriage life. And mm-hmm. I just feel like that's such a great lesson that I'd be able to put it into um, my marriage, um, that I'd be able to, you know, like, I be able to independent um, on my business life, and then, uh, but also, you know, I always uh, learn to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, like not follow my husband, but listen to him and respect yeah. what he said. You mm-hmm. know, and I feel like um, you have a balance between that. Um, you respect your husband, respect his opinion, and you guys like work things out together. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a partnership. Yeah. Yes, definitely. It's partnership. So, um, and then we, I actually, you know, like uh, being a, a uh, um, we actually um, 
at first I helping with the um, Asian Chamber of Commerce on the uh, um, membership committee, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I just kind of like help and spread out the word to other business that, okay, now we have an Asian and uh, Asian Chamber of Commerce right now. If you want, like, please join. Cause a lot of like Vietnamese and, or like Asian uh, people in the area, they have the business, but they really don't know that there's a chamber that can, they can like unite and helping each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm grateful to have that opportunity to um, help people around me to spread the word out for them. And I'm very, very grateful to the Asian Chamber of Commerce uh, like board because they are such nice people. I know them like personally, and then they are just like the sweetest um, people ever. They always, you know, offer to help. So um, I just want to tell to all Asian business owner out there, um, if you want to, you know, like find a group that can, you know, help and support your business, Asian Chamber of Commerce is a place for you. You can come and feel like home, like really people are just yeah. nice person and helping each other. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much need for support. Um, around businesses, especially ones that are just starting up and trying to navigate just those everyday things that come up in business. Um, What are some of the struggles that you see, um, particularly, Mm -hmm. specifically the Asian culture dealing with in business? Um, I feel like um, there's a lot into that um, because the Asian business owner, sometimes they just kind of like, uh, they still shine and then Mm -hmm. they didn't have enough information to know because uh, a lot of business owner, when I talk about them, hey, do you know there's an Asian Chamber of Commerce just recently, you know, like established here in OKC? They they really don't know. They kind of like just, they work so hard and then they just thought that, okay, they just need to like try by themselves and then yeah. they won't reach out for help because they shine. They really like shine or they just yeah. think, that, okay, it's not, it's, it's not normal to, you know, ask for help right. or like support. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, the only challenge right now um, that the Asian community are, um, you know, facing is just that to spread out the word, to let, yeah. like to educate more business owner that when you need the support, you have a place to come. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's the Asian Chamber of Commerce um, in Oklahoma City. Do you know their website? Uh, yes, I do. Actually, uh, I'll be able to, uh, you know, like I can uh, be able to just send it to you, text it to you like after this today. Um, yeah, perfect. We'll put that in the in the notes. It's a, let's see, AsianChamberOKC.com. I Googled yes. it right there. So yes. yeah, if you're an Asian business owner in Oklahoma City area, plug into AsianChamberOKC.com. People like Carrie are there. Um, Tune Win, one of my good friends is always hanging out down there. Uh, yes. Jenny Win Statler is there a lot, I think. And just so much support. They uh, have for the so community many resources there. and uh, resources, and also like people that like ready to help. Yes, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Check definitely them out. those boots on the ground. Check them out. So tell us more about KNN and what you and your husband are doing for people, and how if they're interested in starting an investment portfolio in now you guys deal in multifamily like apartment complexes yes, apartment complexes, complexes or multi-units um yes. tell us about what that looks like to get started and and what usually holds people back their fears i'm sure 
So KNN Capital Partner is um, actually our college dream. Um, funny enough, because uh, back then when we lived in apartment during, you know, like college, uh, yeah. people always tell me like, it was just nice if we'd be able to own the apartment, huh? And I laughed at him. I was like, what are you talking about? And he yeah. was like, look at this. It's just really like, like you have a bunch of units and such a cash flow machine. And if you own one, you set. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but back at the time, we thought that like, have to be like, you must be millionaire or billionaire, be able to own apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually not. Um, the way it is, it's just that like regular people, but if you stand along, like you cannot own one, but you stand together as a group. Mm-hmm then you'll be able to own it and actually operating it like the properly way, like a, a proper way. So yeah. we just, um, you know, and then we start as like single home uh, fame, uh, like investor, like, you know, we buy mm-hmm. like small first. And then we thought that we can just go ahead and just moving forward uh, to buy an apartment. But then whenever we realized uh, the way that we can actually work with all the investor um, in order to purchase like a bigger property, that's, mm-hmm. is, you know, like changing the game for sure. Um, so um, that is when we say KNN Capital Partner. So Capital Partner, we actually be a partner um, and together with our investor, we pull the capital in and start buying apartment complex. And um, like, uh, it's really depend on the term, like on the property or like the firm that maybe all the firm that like us, like work with our out there, but with our firm, our investor can start invest into apartment and be able to be a part of the ownership uh, starting at 50K. Wow. So yeah, and uh, we'd be able to help them that um, educating them, you know, like how they can, you know, pull the capital in and how that capital work. So technically, when we're buying it, we'd be able to hire a, you know, a professional, like a property manager or construction, so they'd be able to operate the whole apartment, like the whole apartment. So whatever mm-hmm. our investor can be is like, they, they like almost enjoy the passive income by uh, like 99% hands off. Um, wow. Yeah. When I said that is because of course they still have that 1% they need to educate themselves. They still need to learn uh, what kind of investment uh, investment is this, you know, because investment always come with risk. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that 1% is that they have to pay the time to actually educate themselves and learn more about um apart uh, like apartment investing and we're calling it like the way it do, do we call it like apartment syndication so it's just yeah all investor pulling the money together and okay. uh, and also um since that uh, we talk about this we also have a uh, free meetup for all passive investor that uh, people love to learn about this you don't have to invest with us like we always said that to people we just love people to come to our meetup every first saturday of the month at uh, Whip uh, Bakery Cafe in War Acre um, from two to four, just two hour. We just straight uh, talking and discussing about apartment syndication and no, okay. and no <clears throat> attach at all. Cause I always have the, you know, like people asking me like, okay, are you charging anything? I was like, no. 
I mean, people can find um, educational material online and we just want to be a local resource so that mm-hmm. investor here coming and just discussing with us. With us. Yeah. There's so much information and misinformation on the internet. I mean, everything you Google is just going to be somebody else's opinion about investing, right? So here's an opportunity. If you're in the Oklahoma City metro area, anywhere within driving distance of OKC, the Mm -hmm. first Saturday of every month at Whipped Bakery in uh, War Acres, that's on Route 66, is that right? Or 39th Expressway? Yes, yes, that's right. 39th Expressway, yeah. So from 2 to 4 p.m., you guys can go. First of all, I know the owners of Whipped Bakery and they are amazing cooks. First of all, their food and drinks and desserts there are amazing. I'm telling you, the food and the drink is the must. I mean, if yeah, you- it's <laughs> worth lunch anyway. So just go yeah. by between two and four, have some lunch, have a cupcake yeah. and allow the winds to really educate you about what it might look like to own an apartment complex. Yeah, you can actually do that as an individual can be a part and get some passive income. It's a really wise way to invest. And they're out there just giving so much free value and so much knowledge, which leading out of that is how about some advice for business owners? Give away your knowledge. How much has that, how much have these meetings affected and impacted your business by connecting with the community and giving away your brain, essentially? Yes. I feel like, you know, like every business owner, um, if I be able to give them an advice and give myself like three years ago advice, is yeah, don't ever try, uh, feel, like, don't ever think that you alone because mm-hmm. uh, you have people out there that want to connect with you, want to share their opinion with you and you can do the same thing. Always offer like to help other people. And mm-hmm. I feel that is um, the way that make uh, that helping us uh, running our business even right now is that we always try to offer help. Um, I don't, I don't think that like um, people always think that okay, like asking for help is something that is embarrassing. I feel like yeah. that some people they think that so they just try themselves first. But you don't have to do that because right. that was us like three years ago. Me and my yeah. husband just like okay, let's try ourselves. Like don't tell anybody that we have a business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. they might like laugh at us but it's a ridiculous thinking you Mm -hmm. need to connect to people like you need to go out there if you if you have to yell to the world that you have a business and you already here to help all the business owner and you will see the difference um, mm-hmm. in your business people always love to help each other so I feel that is like just like a regular human connection so always yeah. help and go out there uh, be proud to be a business owner talk to everyone you know said to them that hey I'm a business owner how can I help you and how can I help with you know like your business you know That's such great advice. I remember when we very first started our business too, I was like, okay, I need to go over here in my office and make sure I have everything figured out, make sure it's all perfect before I go and tell anybody that I even have a business. I mean, that sounds like, like you said, ridiculous thinking, but that was me too. I was terrified to let anybody know I was starting something new, but how do we expect someone to do business with us if we don't tell them we have a business? That's exactly right. I was so surprised because when we start talking about, okay, we're doing this business, uh, we actually 
uh, have more friends. I'm telling you, right? like, have so much more friendships after we uh, launching our business. And I'm yeah. such a, like, so many great people. See, if I don't have my business, like, there's no way that I know about you and your husband. And I really don't know, you know, about you guys meet up and everything. So I'm just grateful that we be able to start a business and meet with and connect with other business owners for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Those people you spend time with, like your mama told you, those people that are in your circle, they really do impact, impact yeah. your life and your business and, yeah. and just your overall wellness. I mean, I've met so many people like yourself that have become friends to us and to yeah. myself. And that's, that was a kind of a foreign concept for a long time when I was in my hidey hole, trying to make the, make sure things were going to be perfect before I went and told anyone what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And I agree. I feel like um, people need to uh, connect with each other, uh, helping each other. Um, like we, I believe in like, you know, like the power of working as a team and as that's a group. Right. Yeah. As that's a right. community. Yeah. And that's I feel right. like um every uh and I feel like people here in Oklahoma we really connect do you don't, don't you see that like and I, I think was, so I just feel like Definitely. yeah it's just so easy to talk to Oklahoman you know an okay <laughs> we're kind of friendly down here aren't we a I'm little not, more I, I've heard I don't know I've never lived in Chicago but I've heard it's a little faster pace a little less friendly than yeah. it is here so no wonder you moved and we're grateful you're here hey I know right <laughs> I love to be uh, my husband always laughed at me. I was like, okay, you have to stay here for like at least 10 years to become an OK. And I was like, no, I'm an OK already. That's right. <laughs> you're you're like, in the club. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell the listeners where they can connect with you if they are interested in uh, investing or learning more about We know about the Saturday meetup once a month, first Saturday of the month in Breakers. Go check them out from two to four every Saturday, uh, first Saturday morning at Whipped bakery but uh, tell us your website and where they can connect with you yes uh so you can easily connect with us uh through our website uh knncapitalpartners.com um and then you know again like um if you love to we love to connect with you through instagram and uh, facebook um facebook you'll be able to connect me and my husband because like i said we use the same <laughs> facebook and thanks Kate. to the hacker <laughs> I love the um yeah and carry on facebook and then uh, we also have you know like insta our instagram like knn capital instagram or our personal instagram like we love to connect with you and we also very active on linkedin too um if you want to you know like be a, in a more professional platform uh to talk about investment uh we always on linkedin and um i all uh if you be able to, and you, I think you easily to can like schedule a call with us too, because on all of our social platform, uh, we try to put in the link so you can schedule the call with us. So Perfect. you will find us like somehow, I'm telling you, you find on us. Facebook, Instagram, anywhere. That's right. Well, thank you so much for being my guest and for sharing your story with us. I'm so glad you're here in Oklahoma and helping people invest and in, in teaching and connecting with our community and bringing our communities together with the Asian Chamber and the district and everything. And reach out to that chamber for support if you are here in the Oklahoma City area. Um, they're there to help and connect with you and learn about you. 
Yes, definitely. And I also want to say thank you so much, Amy, for having me today. It's such my honor to be here telling my story. Um, of course, after this, I'll call my dad and it's like, hey, dad, I'll be in a podcast with Amy. Uh, he yeah. must be out. So um, I just want to, um, you know, like let to all the listener and uh, all the people that are watching this podcast right now, uh, please reach out to um, Amy or me whenever you need help with anything or sometime if you just want to, you know, have a regular chat. I love to That's connect. That's right. Here. Well, thank yeah. you for being my guest, Carrie, and thank you for being a queen that leads.